Hey everybody, this is PD from Spin Rack, and today you've all heard the sad news about George Perez passing away, and um, I had plans to do a couple other videos, so I thought I would do a simple video, not about his career, but just go doing a, a look through of um, Perez's Action Comics number one. Obviously, this is a picture of George Perez in the 80s. This is a book called, uh, obviously, Storyteller. This is um, Focus on George Perez. If you guys want me to go through these books, I can. But um, this is also what is this? Modern Masters, George Perez. Oh, George Perez, sorry. This, you please excuse me for mispronouncing. Accent on the E. It's pretty simple to follow, right? So, here we go. Okay, it doesn't look be too much to see, possibly. But um, let's do this. Let's take this. Let's put this nice and simple background. Maybe draw it right to this. And sorry, George, can't do this one. Gonna do this one because you drawn. Hopefully, more drawn to this, right? So this is um, George Perez's. Well, it was an actual run, right? Basically, while doing Wonder Woman, George Perez did about, drew about um, 24 or 22 consecutive issues, like two years of it. Then, of course, he continued to draw annuals and, and penciled some things from time to time. Obviously, did the covers well past 50. I think a little bit past 50 before he left. While he was doing that, he was looking for another book to tackle, right? So at this point, um, I think Byrne was off the book for a short while during the entire, um, Superman had gone through this entire exile storyline, right? Culminating then finding out that um, he'd be stuck on War World doing all this fighting, this would be the culmination of that storyline. This would be the um, gangbuster, exile, war world, and ending this action where George Perez would be co-plotting and writing with the Superman team, and he inked Mike Mignola in this book. But we're not going to get into that right now. We can always go back and read this, because the whole gangbuster, exile, I don't think I have all those issues but um, this would be, he did this cover. This is another, a cover with Bearers in uh, Ordway, right? So they had this, and Superman back on his way home, right? So after that, um, we see him traveling. Obviously, we get the thing of Saturn, you know, Mars, right? And we know he's heading back towards Earth. And then they get the classic line. Right there, right? And this shows you, other thing is that this type of layouts, people been doing for a long time and somehow got attributed to um, Todd McFarlane, right? But you travel back to this cool setup here, doing that panel border right there, to have seen him in camera here and here, and then shows up now. Perez was only doing breakdowns here, you know, loose pencils, 
and Brett Breeding was doing the finishing art, but he was doing the story. Now, at the same time this was happening, um, the Superman team was changing their entire format. This would lead him to only do about three issues. But he would set up and kind of finish what he was doing. No, I don't think he finished it, but he had a lot of ideas he wanted to do, right? And obviously, he's very happy to be home, right? He sees everything happening. He was his telescopic vision. We got a little Frank Miller type thing here, which is also cool. And then now, he's gotten a new cape, right? This cape is... We're going to find out it's indestructible. All right. And then he sees Jimmy. All right. He's happy to see him. And he asks for Clark and Lois. And to Mr. Kent. He's um out right now. All right. So that's going to lead into the next story. But everyone's happy to see him. Obviously, Perry White's there. There. Get a quick shot of that. Superman is flying around and is happy and press gives the extra joy while flying. Right? And then Clark Kent, who if you're following, this is actually Matrix, who was once known as Supergirl, covering for um Superman while he's exiled and was, you know, struggling with killing the the characters from the the the, the pocket universe, right? Lex Luthor is like he's almost glad he's back. And Superman goes home. And he has this heirloom that he puts on his shelf, right? That's going to lead to some stuff going on later. But he's at his apartment thinking about what happened, right? And then we get to see that from the back as he's cooling out in his house, right? But this was stolen from his bloodline, as they say, right? So Clark Kent, this is how they kind of felt they were bringing back the mild-mannered, um, clumsy sort of Clark. That this he would have a period where he was actually Matrix, and he'd kind of not have his way. You know, like he'd kind of be unsure of himself, and he'd kind of lose, you know, like he'd be lost in the background. And he's telling him to take some more days off, right? Now this, I don't, I couldn't tell you how Matrix got like this because um, obviously she was very you know, lucid when she was Supergirl, but for some reason here she's very, he's very, very Matrix very befuddled, right? And they find out that Uh, Lois, of course, is in trouble. The Superman hears that. There's a lot of good like layout as far as his pace, even though he uses a lot of panels. It's always very clear, right? And this is something, one of the books that would lend himself to be printed out in a larger format, right? And uh, Gangbusters in pretty bad shape, too. Lois and him are stuck. In this rubble, and what's the name? And he found out that's Doc Savage. 
whatever it is is killing more people. We find out we have Morgan Edge kind of being led by Darkseid. And this is him way back from the from the um, Kirby age time, right? So this is obviously Apocalypse robot here, but in um, Paris' style, another cool splash page, reversing the wide angle screen with the storytelling on top instead of the on bottom, what they kind of usually do. It's always a wish of different ways to explore stuff. And then Superman back to everyone's happy. That's a celebration is, I think, one of his best things that he that, that Perez can do. All right. And he keeps the heat vision working the same way where his eyes return red. And of course, Jimmy's has put himself in danger as per usual. And they shoot these things at the helicopter. Superman is now ready to take this thing out. Right? And then it's of course gonna explode and we have a new his he has a new indestructible cape. And of course, find out that he's in trouble, lost contact with Dark Dark Side and Gangbuster, I think it's Jose, he's hurt. And Superman goes into the Morgan Edge and gets found out. And he has a heart attack before he gets a chance to say anything. Right. And we get here. Is it um, Jose's in the hospital on the mend? Superman gets all that. We gotta figure out how the robot got Morgan Edge got that robot. And then we see Desaad has been playing uh, Morgan Edge all this time. But if you've been reading the 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 um New Guys series from back then, they decided to do a Doctor Doom that Darkseid has these avatars and Desaad playing them and stuff like that. So it's almost similar to Doctor Doom. Right? Superman flies home. At the same time, he gets home. Sees an explosion. And Matrix touched the, the artifact. All right, and that would key into what's going on with the... So, there we go. We did a short video. I'm just going to give you an overview of the end of this thing. Because it's some... Um, can, we can go through some of the other issues that um, Perez wanted to do. But he really was thinking he was taking over one of the titles, right? And he got three issues in, which would be this issue here, which is Superman versus Matrix. We have Maxima. She comes in doing some damage. And then it starts becoming the group series. I couldn't find 650, which is one of my favorites he did the segment after the race that the Flash had. But Perez, you see his name is with a bunch of other creators now. Stern and Perez is writing. Kerry Gamble's doing the finished pencils and Brett Breeding's in there. So whether you see in these nice Perez covers, 
is still Perez. And Perez also said that he is kind of, it's less and less him in this, as far as pencils go. And it's a lot of the team. So he, you know, was a team player, but he's put moving away from the book as he had these great covers that he did on the series. And then with the, the artifact, who was this? I'm really blowing it on this one, but it creates the new um, the Fortress of Solitude that we know that have Jor-El and um, Lara in there. So just to give you a quick overview, because I think there's a reprint edition of the Perez run, but at the same time, it's kind of hard to call it a run because um, Perez had plans of, you know, I think he wanted to explore more. He saw how Byrne had it set up where he thought all the Krypton stuff was gone. And he was like, oh, you know, with the, with, um, he liked the world of Krypton. And then when he saw this return to Krypton, where Jor-El plays a large part, he said, oh yeah, I can kind of do some, do some Jor-El stories like that. And like Superman, this story that I think, guess it would be his main one is Superman becoming the day of the Kryptonian man, Krypton man here, this part, but then it become splintered out between um, four parts or three parts. No, the new Man of Steel is out, so it'd be four parts at this point. So he kind of moved away from that as they sort of were finding their rhythm, right? So I just wanted to really give you that and give you an overview of some of the rest of the stuff that happened and say RIP to George Perez and look at one of the books that he did that I liked, right? It was very promising, right? So Spinarak out.